Welcome to the Do Hard Things podcast with your host, Jay Teagues. Are you ready to amplify and improve your life? Then you're in the right place. On this podcast, we have unfiltered conversations with inspiring people who take on challenges and are here to share with us their wisdom from their journey. We talk about how doing hard things enable all of us to adequately deal with life struggles and challenges and to ultimately improve the quality of our lives. All right, welcome back, friends, citizens of the Do Our Things Nation, to another episode of the Do Our Things podcast, where we have great discussions with engaging guests on a variety of high-performance topics, and they share with us the wisdom and their stories of overcoming adversity with us. I'm your host, JT, certified high-performance coach, leadership speaker, and in today's episode, I'm honored to have special guest Crystal Lore Cruz with us. And uh, But before we get into today's conversation, just a few things, be sure to smash that subscribe button so you're notified of future episodes, and if you would do me the favor. If you haven't went to iTunes and left a review, I would greatly appreciate that. They really go a long way to, um, you know, kind of the, the algorithms when people are looking for high performance topics or, you know, a podcast of this type, uh, people search in that search bar, you know, the, the, the more, um, the more comments you have, uh, the, the more, cause obviously the, the comments lead to people gaining impact and it just, it just really helps the algorithm for people to, uh, to reach us and it helps us with the rankings and, um, I greatly appreciate them as I read them all. They mean a lot. So we've got a pretty good, uh, pretty pretty good, uh, consistent five star review. So thank you out there for those that that have left a review, and uh, yeah, so appreciate that. And uh, let's see what else. So take a if if you haven't done so, please share this podcast with a couple of your friends. If there was an insight that you gained from today's conversation or any of the other podcasts that you've listened to. If you've gained an insight, I'd love to hear about it. I get messages all the time. It's engaging conversation for me. People appreciated what this guest said, or maybe something that I said, or something that resonated with them. It's just good to know that uh, you know the topics are are relevant. And if you know someone out there that uh, that you know would be a great guest for the podcast, let me know, and uh, maybe we'll have them on. This episode is sponsored by DHT Coaching and Consulting, LLC, founded by yours truly. If you go to jteags.com, J-A-Y-T-I-E-G-S.com, you can see one-on-one coaching opportunities, group high-performance leadership workshops. The uh, You get access. You can uh, request access and join the Forge Mastermind community so you can be around a community of like-minded growth-minded uh, growth people that are crushing goals together. Mastermind groups are fundamentally what transformed my life. And uh, so that's an option that's there. Uh, we're going to have a lot of events, a lot of other opportunities uh, available. Also, we have Do Hard Things Apparel. So if you go to dohardthingsapparel.com, you can uh, you know get yourself a patch, get yourself a hoodie, get yourself a t-shirt with uh, some type of motivational Do Hard Things apparel. They're all high quality, highly motivational, and uh, they are comfortable. So, uh, and then if you want access to everything, if you just go to dohardthingsnation.com, you can see uh, what events are going on. You can access the podcast. You can access the store and uh, get access to me. So dohardthingsnation.com. All right. So today we have Crystal or Cruz. She is a 20 year U.S. Air Force veteran, former NFL cheerleader, 25 time marathoner, a fitness coach, leadership consultant. Her igniting energy paired with her story of resilience packs a punch. She empowers others at Cruise Beyond Limits, hashtags, hashtag Cruise Beyond Limits, by sharing her experience from military cancer, her wheelchair-bound struggles to her days as a competitive professional athlete. 
dancer, and entrepreneur. She's a motivational speaker, author, coach, consultant, retreat leader, and she's on a mission to empower every person on the planet to put themselves for just 34 minutes a day. We talk about the uniqueness of 34 minutes. She goes into great detail to tell us her story of going from being in a wheelchair to being a, uh, running 25 plus marathons. And uh, she's very motivational, very inspirational. Super excited to have her on. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Crystal Cruz. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Do Hard Things podcast. I'm your host, JT, certified high-performance coach, transformational mindset coach. Truly honored to have fellow coach Crystal Orr Cruz with us today. How are you doing? Hi, I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, I guess we'll just kick it off with just tell us a little about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Crystal Cruz with The Cruz Coach. I'm a life and fitness accelerator. I don't like to really call myself a coach because it's a transformational experience. Mm. And what I do, my mission is to help empower women put themselves first for 34 minutes a day and put their health and fitness and their wellness first so they can pour into everyone else. So whether that be in coaching, in my workouts, in my coaching programs, in my community, it really is an experience uh, of, of self-awareness and a self-journey for, improve, for improving your health and wellness. So that's what I do. And I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we connected uh, a friend of mine uh, who is a, he, he's a self-proclaimed non-runner, but he runs every chance he gets, uh, Craig Horseman ran a Ragnar with you. And he's like, you got to connect with, uh, with Crystal. You guys have a lot of like, uh, like-mindedness and synergy. And we connected. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, military, you know, performance coaching, helping people out, just live a better life. And there's a lot of synergy there. And we connected. I'm like, okay, we got to do a podcast together. So, so here we are. Uh, now you mentioned 34 minutes. That was a very obscure number. What is significant mm-hmm. about 34 minutes? So many times when, and I'm, I, as an entrepreneur, I've been in the military for 20 years. I'm about to retire. I'm moving all over the place. My husband's in the army. I'm in the air force. Our schedules are crazy. We can't always get to the gym, but one of the things that's top of mind that we have recognized that when we are servant leaders, especially of our life, our businesses, our families, our military service, sometimes our health and wellness takes a back seat. And what I found over the years is that Many times people want a quick fix to to their health and fitness journey and they want to get fit fast and they want to, you know, have the fad diets and all that. But really what it comes down to is intentions, um, the daily habits and the intentions. So what I did was I fine tuned it down to 34 minutes, two minutes in the morning of intentions, gratitude, goal setting, and really just setting up your day and time blocking. 30 minutes of movement, at least dedicated to yourself, whatever that is, um, whether it be my workouts or another type of workout. And then two minutes in the evening of reflection and um, kind of just a recalibration, like in celebrating your wins, what went right, what got in the way and what can we do differently tomorrow? So um, that 34 minutes, it's, you know, we have 1,440 minutes in a day. And 34 minutes is only 2% of that day. So when we break it down, I think it's just much more manageable and it doesn't seem so overwhelming for people if we can just kind of dedicate that time. So I love that. 
Yeah, no, I love it. I love the breakdown of that. And because it's like such an obscure number. I'm like, where's okay, what's going on here? That the two minutes doesn't take long to have a little bit of gratitude or or you know, I do like just a little release meditation too. You can get a lot done in two minutes if you just focus and reflect on yourself. And I like how you kind of kind of teach about bookending the day. We talk a lot about bookending the day, starting off on the good good foot, ending on a good note with some reflection and some awareness and taking time for yourself. Yes. No, I love it. What is the hardest thing? What is the hardest thing you've ever had to do? <sighs> the hardest thing. Um, there's been many a big hard question things. Here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big question. Um, and it's a huge part of my story, I believe. Um, many times um, as entrepreneurs, as leaders, um, being vulnerable and telling your story about the hardest things that you've been through, I think is the mess and the message uh, that we need to bring forward. So I've uh, been doing a lot of soul searching about the hardest thing that I've ever been through. And that was in the beginning of my military career in 2005, I was in my undergrad of my, um, I was in my senior year of my undergrad. I was an NFL cheerleader at the top and pivotal point, just starting my military career, climbing the corporate ladder, going to college, doing all of these things. And I was spread very thin. Um, and I didn't take my health and fitness for, um, you know, seriously back then because I was working out for four hours a day. I was just literally spread so thin, um, but I was successful in my eyes at that time. Um, and I was doing a runway show for Spirit Halloween Store. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with it. Spirit, yeah. um, at, you know, in the middle of my NFL uh, season, I cheered for the Buffalo Bills, go Bills. And um, this was well before we got really good. Um, so the um, so we would have all these events. And um, one day I woke up after this runway show and my right baby toe was uh, about this big, um, bigger than a, the biggest grape that you can ever see. And I'm not five foot yet. I'm a very small human. I'm very petite. And so um, I had a, I was in a lot of pain. And then, um, you know, so I went to my doctor and they basically said, you know, don't wear those shoes. You got an ingrown toenail, ingrown nail, just go, you know, suck it up, you know, basically go away. And within weeks, um, my whole body shut down. I had pain in both of my knees, both of my shoulders. I ended up having locked jaw for three months. Um, they almost did TMJ surgery and put metal plates in my jaw. <laughs> um, and they poked and prodded at me, um, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And I was 22 years old at the time. And in the NFL, like I was an athlete, I was, I was healthy. So I thought, um, and I ended up in a wheelchair for six months and I took endless amounts of steroids and medication and uh, steroid and injections um, in my thighs and in my abdomen every other day to be able to walk. Um, I literally shopped for my first appointment or my first apartment in a wheelchair. Um, so that was a very um, interesting experience. Um, so I have a very um, I have a soft heart and compassion for anybody who has any disabled disability at all, um, whether it be physical or mental or you know invisible. Um, so anyways, I grew sideways. Um, I'm not five foot yet. So I gained a lot of weight. Um, I was also in a not so healthy relationship at the time where I was physically um, abused and emotionally abused. And so at the time where I thought I was at my best, I ended up at my worst. And, um, 
for many of us that have been through hard things, um, what the brain and the body does under stress and trauma and, um, and being knocked down, um, it's not so pretty. And so I literally had to rebuild my core. Um, I didn't have a voice. And in fact, I was choked. Um, and so, and I say that not to, for pity or anything for you to feel bad. It's just, there were so many times throughout my life that I saw so many times where I didn't feel like I had a voice and I didn't feel like I set boundaries. I didn't feel like I could stand up for myself and say how I really feel or what I really want. And so I rebuilt myself. Um, I had a voice at my doctor. I got out of that toxic relationship. I crawled my way to the kitchen to learn about anti-inflammatory diets. Back then in 2005, there wasn't the internet. Um, I mean, we had dial up, but um, I read arthritis for dummies. I was diagnosed with a very rare form of rheumatoid arthritis, which I still live with every single day. So I do hard things every single day because I know what was taken from me just like that. And I know what my body and my brain did during that time. And I rebuilt myself, got out of the toxic relationship. I got help. I got coached. And I had a community of people that helped me. Um, they actually tried to kick me out of the military because of the medication that I was on. So I worked with my doctor and a team of people to get me off of all that medication. And so I finally, for the first time that I can remember, really gave myself a voice and advocated for myself, my health, my relationships, what I wanted for the rest of my life. At age 22, I had a pillbox that was bigger than my head. And so I was taking more medication to offset the holes that were burning in my core. And I say that because I had to rebuild my core and rebuild myself from really rock bottom at that point. And it took me an entire year. I got off of all the medication. I got out of that toxic relationship and I advocated for myself and my health and my career. And I crawled my way out and run 25 marathons, a 50 mile race, qualified for Boston, New York, Chicago. I'm a marathon coach. I'm a high performance coach as well. And I just love to help people shorten that time frame. Um, so I know I'm probably going over your question, but that is probably the hardest, one of the hardest things that I've ever had to endure. Um, and that is why I keep going. And that is why I don't slow down. And no, I won't slow down. No, I won't stop because I know how it feels to, for that to be taken from me. I, I love the, just the, the mindset of, I'm not going to let this shit slow me down. Right. I'm going to, going to power through. And the one, the one thing that I've learned the, the common denominator amongst all of us that live on this planet is that there's some form. We all have struggles and things to, to overcome and there are lessons learned. And I think, you know, we can let these things define us or we can overcome them. And I just mm -hmm. love to people that, you know, that become resilient and they overcome these significant obstacles. And it just sounds like you just went through a, just, and I, I just know being an athlete, anytime that you're, you're injured, you're on the DL list. Like it just sucks the life out of you when you can't move. And here you were an NFL cheerleader, which obviously requires a lot of energy and, you know, and you're now rapidly transitioning to being wheelchair bound. Describe, I guess, like your mindset when that happened and how did you pull out of that? How did you develop the resiliency to navigate through that? Um, so one of the biggest questions that I ask when I go through difficult things similar to this, and unfortunately, I've been 
had the opportunity to endure several other things. And, you know, we don't have to go through that, but I've developed this recipe um, for this, for this momentum to get out of the fetal position or get out of whatever you're feeling right now, when life feels like it's shutting you down. Um, the main question I ask is what can I do right now with what I've got? Mm. And that has been the most powerful question because many times, especially as entrepreneurs and as leaders, we, we tend to go into that self doubt and the spiral happens. And then we, then we wonder what else is missing and what else do I need? And I need all of these other things when really many times what's in your heart and in your mind and your experience, like we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we do have and what we are capable of. And the brain is so incredibly powerful and capable of visualizing a positive way forward and, and then putting people in places and systems and habits in place to get you out of whatever situation you're in. So I say this in fitness, I say this in, you know, with injuries, overcoming illnesses, um, the brain can bully the body. And the biggest thing is like really working on that mindset and figuring out how you can just roll up your sleeves and just literally, I crawled when I didn't think I could walk. And then I just started walking. I knew I, I couldn't run yet, but I just started with one step at a time, one light post at a time, and then one light at a time, and then one block at a time, and then one mile at a time, and then one 5k, and then, and then, and then, right? And you know the end of the story. But I think many times we just get in this spiral where there's no hope and the clouds just sink in. So the recipe that I've built is really recognizing your values. What about you is unique? Like I had to figure myself out again because I was someone else's girlfriend. I was an NFL cheerleader. So when you talk about an identity shift, I had to start over and I'm like, okay, who am I? Am I someone with a disability for the rest of my life? Am I someone who is going to take medication for the rest of my life? Or am I going to choose to be something else? And if I'm going to choose that, what do I need? Do I need skills? Do I need people? And what I found is that learning and educating about oneself and the values and then educating on the habits that shape who we want to become so really putting in the work, right? And executing on what you got right now. Like, what can you do? One step, you know, maybe it's, maybe you're having financial struggles. You can go outside. You know, there's so many things that you can do at home. There's so many resources that can be right at your fingertips that sometimes we lose sight of. So getting educated, finding the skills, and then finding the community mm. um, of people that are in your corner, that are helping fuel you forward, that are going to lift you up that are going to show you the way and cheer you on. And then speaking of cheering, the last thing is celebration. So really celebrating each step of that journey and that you're stronger than you were yesterday. So mm. I could talk for hours on this, but I've developed this framework and I've had to use it over and over again. And um, so that's how I have helped myself out of every difficult situation. Um, I just kind of layer, okay, what can I do? Who do I need? What do I need to learn? How is this a lesson? You know, when times get tough, where's the lesson? And that gets me moving in a forward, positive momentum. Um, and then before I knew it, I'm out of the fetal position and loving life again. Right. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, I, I, what, yeah, what is, what is the lesson? That, that's one thing that I've learned. You know, we, we kind of mentioned that earlier, like everyone has a struggle or something to overcome. And when I was able to flip the script, like, okay, this is another life lesson and another obstacle that's here to challenge me. And with that, I know that there's growth. So yes, this situation sucks. My life isn't, I, I don't have control over some of these things. And that's where we get frustrated. We're trying to control things that we have no control of. But what can we control and what opportunities are there and how is this going to shape us into a better person? Because there will be something positive out of this if you look for those things. And if you have that mindset when you're when you have these obstacles that are thrown in your path, I don't know. It's just the 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 alternative is, oh, woe is me. I can't do anything. I get very fixed mindset, you know. This this has happened to me, and this is going to define me. And you, you just throw in the towel. But to me, that's not a way to live. That's not a way to live. And uh, when I realized that, you know, things, these setbacks and challenges that I have, yes, they suck. And I think it's important. What really flipped the script for me and has helped me more than anything else is when I get down in my head, because I still do. I had a moment this morning. I had a moment this morning where I had to call up uh, my girlfriend Lacey, and, and I just had a venting moment. I'm just, there's a couple things in my life and my military transition that are so frustrating to me that's beyond my control. And I just needed a moment to just vent. And I just, just had it out. I just let it go. And I'm like, okay. And she reminded me like, okay, now that you've got that shit out of your system, come on, what are we going to do now? Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's focus. It's like, okay, you're right. I'm, I'm going to let it go. I, it's, I feel better. And now, okay, let's pull out the pen and paper and let's uh, let's execute. Let's make an execution list and let's get on it. And yeah, I'm still a little frustrated about a couple of things, but I can't control it. And I can I can wring my hands. I can get on social media and all caps and vent out. You know, none of that stuff is serving me. But having the community and tribe of people around you to help give you perspective, a coach, community, you know, a, a solid partner, all of those things have been very transformative for me. And shifting my mindset because it's all about pivoting. We do all these all this work so we can pivot faster when life throws uh, obstacles in your way. And that's that's like I said, that's one thing I've learned is that we all have things to overcome. And I just love the mindset that you executed, you know, going through this. Now, let me let me ask you this: If someone were listening to this, and we talked a lot about your your health, but you were also in a very challenging and abusive relationship. And I grew up in a in a home. Um, you know, with uh, watching my, my father and how he was physically and emotionally abusive to myself and my mother, but it takes a lot of courage to end that. And so what advice would you give someone that might be listening to this, that might be in a similar situation? How do you break free? How do you have the courage to break free and end that relationship? Cause that's not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. And um, I'll tell you, it was not easy. And um, so one of the biggest things that helped me was I wrote letters um, that never made it, right? So I write, and this is where like, I really, the power of journaling and the psychology of getting your thoughts out of your brain, out of your mouth and out of your fingertips down onto the paper is so therapeutic, whether or not that piece of paper makes it to the other end, um, Put whether you put the stamp on it or not, maybe you send that email or not, um, putting it out of your head, I think helps you process. And, um, for me, I process by writing and by talking. Um, so that helped me. 
Um, and then, so I wrote a lot of letters that never made it. Um, and that's okay. Like I have come to grips with knowing that um, I don't need the closure and the control of closure anymore. Um, at first I needed it. I needed it so bad. I needed that last word. Um, but I was able to do that through writing. Um, and I'm still writing that story, right? So um, it, I don't think that ever does go away, especially when we experience trauma, whether it be with a big T or a little T. Like there's a lot of things we're all walking around away with trauma. So whether it's a relationship or anything else that you're going through, writing it down and processing the thoughts, because in your mind, it spirals. It's just you hear it over and over and over again. And actually, the brain wants to keep it safe and keeps and so we don't forget it. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, let's keep it top of mind. And yeah, we will, we like that um, negativity and positivity. Right. So in order to get it out and process it, writing it down helps. So that would be my first tip. Second one, um, I actually got help. Um, I asked for help and not a friend because they don't always tell you what you need to hear. They tell you sometimes what is what you want to hear and what feels good. Um, your family members and your friends are trying to protect you. And, um, and so really I would, unfortunately, I, you know, I got it. I saw a therapist and when this person thought I was at dinner, I was actually getting help. Um, so, you know, there were times that I just had to do what I needed to do to process these thoughts and emotions and feel like I'm not alone anymore because I felt so alone. And that's, the biggest problem is that you're never alone, whether you're going through a difficult um, relationship, illness, cancer, um, divorce, um, all of these things, you're not the first and only person to go through this. And so that would be my gift to you is like, you know, go into community, ask for help, because there's so many other people that will be there to lift you up and you will not feel alone. And that sends you into a negative spiral. Um, so this will be my biggest two tips is to just know what's what's best for your your best life. And we only get one shot. Mm. And so you get to design it the way that you desire. And, you know, if you're stuck right now and if you're not feeling your best self and people bring out the worst in you, maybe you're in a difficult situation, um, visualizing your next best self and your and your next best, best best steps in taking action sooner than later will help move you forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, the, the journaling, I know I, there's a lot of science behind it. There's a lot of conversation behind it. I think that a lot of people though, they don't really know how to really start. Someone's wanting to get into journaling. Like what, how do they, how do they, how do you, how would you go about telling someone to, to journal? If they're feeling, if they're feeling kind of down and just, just get a notepad and just start writing your thoughts. Like what would you, how do you recommend someone do that? Yeah. So I think, you know, it doesn't have to be fancy. First of all. Um, yes, I published my own planner. Um, so there, I did develop a structure, but when I first started journaling, like I really would just write down um, what I've been through, like what, so when I first started my, my coaching business, I was like, okay, what qualifies me? What messages do I want to have um, so that I can help other people, right? And that's when I really started writing this story and connecting the dots, right? But um, letters help 
you know, if you're writing a letter to not only yourself, but other people will help that journaling process and help the flow. And just like any new thing, you're going to resist it a little bit at first, and it's going to be a little awkward. Um, you know, many, many of my clients that start working out for the first time or start running their first mile or start journaling or start celebrating themselves for the first time, they're like, well, this is kind of weird. This is woo woo. Like, is this really going to work? And so sometimes we just self-sabotage and not do anything. Um, so really just doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be exactly perfect, but just start writing without judgment. You know, like what's on your mind? What are your, even if you were to capture for the day, like, okay, what, um, what thoughts come into mind and what's positive, what's negative, and maybe just take inventory of the conversation that you're having with yourself because we are the best thing since sliced bread. And we have the only and longest conversation and relationship is the one that we have with ourselves. So when we can recognize where those thoughts are coming from and the patterns that we have and jotting them down on a, on a notepad, that's where we have data to start to recognize, all right, where do we need to pivot? Where do we need to shift? How can we move forward um, to fulfill our goals so that we have a better relationship with ourselves and other people? So I know that's kind of a long answer, but I mean, really just starting to recognize like your habits, what you want to accomplish for the day, um, just starting a little checklist and checking things off. Um, I designed a free habit tracker. So if you want that resource, I have a 30-day habit tracker. You can fill in things that you want to accomplish and check them off. And the brain says, oh, yeah, we're doing it. Like So that can start a journaling process. Um, gratitude is a really great way um, to start to saying, hey, I'm grateful for this today. Mm-hmm. Or I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling confident today. Writing, writing down and articulating the the words to the emotions that you're feeling and putting it down. That's in its simplest form how um, so much opportunity can come from that. Because you're going to be processing and then the flow starts. Um, so hopefully that helps. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people... Had, oh, go ahead. Sorry, just one more thing I had, um, which when I first started this was kind of like, this is, this is awkward. This is weird. When I wasn't writing letters and I knew that I needed to uh, level up in my, my day to day, because I only have so much time in the day, I wasn't feeling creative. And maybe the, the, the sheet was blank. I started meditating. So I found a five minute, like creative meditation, a guided meditation. Um, so you can find them on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere. Um, I don't do guided meditations yet, but that's going to be something we'll be working on. But um, really finding something that is going to help get those creative juices flowing and clear your mind so that you can be in a present moment. That's been powerful for me, just like meditating for a couple minutes before I start writing. Yeah. The, um, there, there are a lot of different journals out there. You can, you know, you can get some that have like prompts and things like that, but there's something powerful when you just take pen to paper and just jot down notes. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's just whatever's on your mind. And in that process, you start to like download your, it's like the it's like the, the the RAM on your on your computer, right? It's that that processor. It's like you're clearing that out because if it's full, you know, just like your computer starts running really clunky. It's not you got to defrag it a little bit, right? So getting mm-hmm. that stuff off of your off of your mind really helps. And so journaling is a way to do that. Meditation is a way to do that. And I've got ADHD, so doing these things can be tremendously difficult. But when I do focus and, and do it. Uh, I know I feel a hell of a lot better. 
And um, I use my social media as a form of journaling too. Because um, mm-hmm. what I found in doing that, it's um, I get great conversations from people. Someone will reach out like, you know what? I was thinking kind of the same thing. And uh, not saying that that's, that's for everyone, but that's a form. You know, a lot of my posts, if I look at what I posted 10 years ago, I'm embarrassed. When I started using that, I had a coach tell me to start using my social media and just be more open about that. And I started using that as a form of journaling really helped me and it helped me connect with other people that are going through similar things to improve my conversations with people. So these little things, they're easy to do, but they're also easy not to do, but they're very powerful if you incorporate them as part of your daily routine. Yes. And I think the biggest thing that I love what you said, Jay, about um, the feeling that you feel when you accomplish these things and when you do download, I think when we start to develop habits um, or try to break habits, we want to focus on the feeling and the emotion um, and chasing the emotion, not necessarily the actual thing that you're doing. Um, and so this is what I, I love to do is like running the first three miles of a marathon is not that fun. I actually second guess why I signed up for this dang thing. And it's like the, my legs don't want to move. I'm second guessing all of my preparation, but the feeling of that emotion of that accomplishment at the end, um, knowing that I'm going to have a sense of fulfillment and challenge and accomplishment that we do hard things. Right. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. that feeling that we want to be in that has to be greater than the thing that we're doing itself. Right. And that I think makes it so much easier when we can really connect to the emotion and the feeling and recognize, Hey, I know this feels good. Let's take action now. Yeah. Like Mel Robbins, five, four, three, two, one. All right, let's go for the good. Let's hunt the good stuff. Right. So I I had that moment. I was running Ragnar, Michigan over the weekend and uh, it was super hot super hot and the evening runs like my second leg of the day. So we, I think I, I had a three miler early in the morning. So it was just starting to kind of warm. It was only three miles, not a big deal, but that evening I was running like this a five miler and uh, I don't know, it was, I had to run up a big hill. It was so hot. I'm like halfway through this thing. I'm like, man, am I ever going to get through this? No, actually it was the eight mile. I had the eight mile loop in the evening. So it was a little bit more painful. And I was like halfway in it. I'm just like, man, why am I doing this? Why did I drive all the way to Michigan? Just questioning my existence. But then you, you cross over the line, you hand off, everyone's cheering. And then you're around camp and you're hanging out with everyone. And, and then, you know, the next morning you finish up the event and then you're hanging out with everyone. It's those moments. It's that, that sense of teamwork and camaraderie and accomplishment that make the thing that the hard thing that you're going through in the moment, you know, it seems like it's insufferable in the moment, but that's all overshadowed by the fulfillment that you get from actually accomplishing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it could have been another unremarkable weekend at home where I just mowed my yard and watched Netflix, you know, but I, you know, I, cause a lot of people are like, why would you drive, you know, 12 hours to go camp and in the summer and go run trails? It sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's ridiculously fun. And if you haven't done it, you need to go try it because it's it's the hardship that you endure, but it's it's really the camaraderie and the fulfillment you get from doing the hard thing that makes it worthwhile. And anything that's worth a damn in life is tied with something with discomfort. And I just think discomfort is your friend. It makes mm-hmm. you grateful and it, there's just so many benefits from it. So that's... Um, yeah, as you said that, that's what I was thinking about. Anything, you're running a marathon, right? Yeah, every time that I've run a race, at some point, I'm like, why the F did I do this? I'm paying for this. Why? But then it's like, you, it's just your mind processing what you're doing. And then you have that sense of fulfillment. And it's just 
the memory. And it's like, okay, I'm ready to sign up for the next one, right? It happens yeah. every single time. Yep. <laughs> it's awesome. So 25 marathons and a Boston yes. qualifier in there. Mm-hmm. What? How did you get into running? Um, well, it started with that one light post when I couldn't walk. And so you didn't start, actually, you didn't, you weren't much of a runner before that. So I ran track in high school and in college. Yeah. So yeah. I was actually the, probably the shortest hurdler on, I don't, I haven't Googled this, so don't quote me, but probably the shortest, the shortest hurdler on the planet. I'm not four eleven and three quarters. I was a sprinter and a hurdler. Um, in high school. That's unusual. It's unusual to have someone yes. of that stature uh, jumping hurdles. Mm-hmm. But I was a gymnast as well and a cheerleader okay. and a dancer. So I, I was very, I'm very flexible. So I was able to glide. So you don't jump the hurdles, you glide over yeah. them. Yep. Um, but what I found is that I fell a lot. And we know when we fall, I actually fell, yes, almost fell yesterday uh, running in this neighborhood here. Um the life flashes before your eyes, right? As an athlete, you know, you know that feeling, right? So I'm like, okay, I don't like that feeling. I want the feeling of control. So um, when I could, I just started really just one mile at a time. And then I was like, okay, let's set a goal. 5k. I ran my first 5k. um, And then half marathon, you know, 10k, half marathon, full marathon. Then I'm like, I was in documentary for, um, it was the Becoming Ultra project. So I ran a 50 mile race, uh, with a guided coach. And, um, so I'm just, I'm done though, with that distance (laughs) one and done. Um, I like to run, but you get those, those longer distances, they get pretty doggone tough. (laughs) Yes. It's a big time investment in the training too. And I don't do anything halfway. So, um, you know, definitely, I think that's really just chasing that, um, that accomplishment and, and really recognizing what, how therapeutic it was for me, for my mental health and my physical health. Um, so processing all of the emotions, processing, planning. Um, I think that's where I've been able to learn so much about myself and my body and what it does under stress, pressure, trauma, all the things, nutrition, how, like, I am so in tune and aware through this process of running, um, where, people are like, how do you do that? I'm like, this it's just, I'm falling in love with the process of falling in love with myself. And it seems vain, but I'm just so aware all the time. And um, that's why I love to help other people go through this process. That's why I I love running because I, I, there, I have some friends. I I talk about this with Craig all the time because Craig's always like, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. I'm like, well, because you don't, he doesn't, when he's actually running, it's painful. So we're having the same thoughts. I'm like, well, you know, most of the time that I'm running during it, I don't absolutely love it. Like I, it's hard, but I know that um, the discipline of it. And like you said, being in tune with your body and the awareness and the hardship and the feeling that you get the runner's high when it's over with all of those things are, are good. But, and I think mm-hmm. most runners are that way. I mean, most runners are like, man, oh, here we go again. But I do have some running friends that absolutely love it the whole time. I'm just not one of those people. But there's that it's a it's a discipline, and I I feel that when you're doing these hard things in a controlled environment, that's why I think exercising the body and the mind every day is so good for you. Because when hardship comes into your life, it's like okay, I 
I know that I can do hard things because they do them on a regular basis. Because if you're mm-hmm. running a, a training for a marathon or training for a 50 mile, you have a point of reference. Like that is not an easy thing. And you go through that whole cycle of, you know, questioning yourself and a lot of introspection and, and just a lot of mindset work going on while you're, while you're you know doing those things. But when challenge comes into your life, it gives you that reference point that, you know what, I'm used to doing difficult things. I take on difficulty on a daily basis. I can get through this moment because it, it just bleeds over into everything that you do. And that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, doing endurance sports and, and you know, pushing yourself um, outside your comfort zone like that. And there's something special about running that I don't, I just, as a cyclist and, and other, I just, running is just a little bit different for me. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people say the same thing. There's, there's something going on with the mind when you're running and you get that runner's high that's legit that I don't quite get as much if I'm lifting weights or cycling, although those activities are fun and good, but running, there's something special about it. Yeah. And you're alone in your thoughts. And yeah. I think a lot of people are afraid to be alone, um, alone in their thoughts. And it's totally natural. And so if you or anyone can be alone in your thoughts for that period of time, you start to learn and break through some of these um, these systems that we have that are fragmented in our brain that um, that shape our beliefs, which shape our actions, which shape our relationships and our future. Right. And so like, it's almost like you're unlocking pieces. Like it's, there's, it's like a secret. Um, like I don't, I'm getting geeky about it, but it's like, there's like the secret compartment in there that it's like, okay, I'm going to go in and unlock this piece of our brain. And like, there's so much opportunity. And the, I mean, I stop, I have voice notes, endless amounts of notes on my phone of ideas and frameworks and ways I can change the world and help people. And like, do you just unlock pieces of you that aren't filtered by the media, social media, like it's you. And I think that's what I love about it is like, I get to be me. I get to be all of me, all of my thoughts, all of my dreams and goals and aspirations. And, and then also the not so good stuff, right? I reflect on those things and I try to plan and pivot, but power of the pivot, right? Comes yeah. from unlocking and spending that time. So whether it be meditation or fitness um, or some way where you can unlock parts of you, I think that would be, that's been powerful for me. And not everyone has, you know, hours to train for a marathon or a long-term race. And that's why I shortened it to the 30 minute segment um, of doing those hard things and still maximizing the, the stress on the brain and the, and the body in short periods of time so that you're telling yourself this story. Like I can do hard things. Holy crap. This is hard. I'm panicking, but let's not panic. Like, and you go through this, like this conversation with yourself and it's almost like, Hey, don't stop. No, you got to keep going. Like all these like little voices in your head. No, you're not crazy. It's totally natural. Everyone has them. And the more I study psychology, the more I'm like, holy crap, I'm not, you know, I, I'm normal. Like the, these thoughts are normal. And so to be able to understand them at a deeper level, where your breaking point is. And, you know, we like as runners, you know, that there's the runner's wall where everything shuts down and you're like, nope, I'm done. Um, literally everything stops. And um, so really breaking beyond that. Um, and that's my brand is cruise beyond limits. You actually break that barrier, that point where you're, brain wants to bully your body and stop. 
and we just go just a little bit further. And that's where the magic lies because then the brain rewrites that story that we can reach a little bit farther outside and not panic and really focus um, deeply on that conversation and that, that balance and that fine line. So we're kind of like pushing those barriers a little bit. Um, so it's, it's a mental, it's, it's more mental than it is physical. Right. And so when you talk about, you know, some people that say that they're not runners, if you put one foot in front of the other and you do just a little bit further than yesterday, you are a runner, you know, like, yeah, Craig, I, are you listening to this? Craig, you're yes, a runner, Craig. Craig, you are a runner. And I saw it firsthand <laughs> and, and, you know, and that's, and that's true. The power of, um, of the community too. I mean, I met yeah. you through Craig, through yeah. the last Ragnar that we ran together. Um, and, you know, just really the power of connection and the opportunity, you know, and I, that was my first Ragnar and I don't camp and Craig made it such an amazing, and all that, all the other teammates made it such an amazing um, experience for me. They pulled me along and I, I'm, I don't run trails. The last trail I ran was my 50 mile race and I so I never do it again because <laughs> I fall. I'm, I just, I'm very, I'm accident prone. So I want to be in control of the power of the road. So trails for me were our trail. You got to glide over the roots. You got to just glide over yes. those rocks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, not going to like, I, I got out of there um, without any injuries. So that was good. Um, but the power, he really made it a great experience for me where I had so many reservations. I was scared running through the night. Like there were, you know, there were a lot of things, you know, setting up a tent, um, you know, where's the hairdryer? Yeah. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. It's like you're on, you're on this adventure and you're just focused on the task at hand, whether you're getting ready for your run or you're just recovering and you're just trying to camp and get some sleep. Like there's just so much going on and you're just so engrossed in, in the moment. Like you don't really care about what else is going on. And uh, that's why I absolutely love these adventures like that. They're great. Great for that. Yeah. And uh, kind of going back to, to the, the one together someday. We do. That would be totally awesome. We need to do that for sure. We had the uh, do hard things banners and stuff out there. And it was so awesome because people were like taking selfies with the flag and like, I love doing hard things. It was like, as they were coming out of the trail, we had basically the banner, you know, right there. And it was just super cool. Just the, the, the environment of getting people in the shared experience, whether it's running or cycling or you're doing jujitsu in the gym, because I take the kids up to Taekwondo and that sense of community, CrossFit, you know, uh, your boot camp that you do, you've got this, you know, this culture of, of community of people that are going through some challenge together. There's just something incredibly powerful to that. And I would just encourage everyone to find something, keep trying something where you're working the mind and body in a community environment of some kind, because there's so much power to that. And every time that I work out, like I've got a notebook, like I, like you said, you got voice notes. I'll have to stop what I'm doing and pull out my Evernote yep. and take notes. You know, I remember the, we, we didn't know what we were going to call the, the do hard things. Like we're going to call it the, the tribe, the, the do hard things team, like all this stuff sounded cheesy and for the longest time. And then one day it came to us like, shoot, we got the flag. It's the do hard things nation. And Lacey and I yeah, were both right. like high five and like, we did it. We, we, we figured that out on a run, you know? And so we always have like these big, like, mo I always have like big epiphanies and moments that happen when I'm on a run. Cause it's meditative. You're breaking away from the day to day, kind of focus at the task at hand. If I'm not listening to a podcast 
then I'm usually thinking about something and there's breakthrough that happens in that, which is very powerful. So, yeah. if so you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, if you don't know, let's figure it out. You We've got two running coaches you. right here. If you need a coach, you want to get right. started, reach out to me or crystal. All right. So you primarily coach women. What are some of the biggest challenges that you see that women are having right now? Hmm. Um, so I like to coach or well, the biggest, let me strike that. Um, when most of the women that come to me are really in a, in a period of transition. Mm. So whether they are, um, their kids, you know, they're a mom and they have served everyone and everything and being a mom and the kids are going to school and they're like, um, I kind of forgot about my health and fitness or I fell off. Um, you know, I used to be an athlete. I always wanted to do that. So those are the types of women that come to me because I've been through a series of transitions and, um, and so really getting them started with the healthy habits again, um, really recognizing the power of their community and the people that are in their household and in their circle. Um, so really those are the women that come to me and then also um, entrepreneurs. So those stay-at-home moms that want to build a business, the people that are, can't, just can't get to the gym all the time. Um, it's I offer a very flexible plan that allows me to meet them where they're at. Um, so the biggest problem is it's like, I can't get to the gym. I don't have time. I have kids. I have a business. I'm pouring into everyone and everything. So my schedule is crazy. I got to answer all these emails. I pay for a gym membership, um, but I can't get there. And that's annoying. Or I tried stuff on YouTube and I just try it for a week and then I fall off. So those are the types of women that I hope. Um, and then we just bring them together in community. We set some goals. We establish some healthy habits. Um, and then the workouts are right in the privacy of their own home. So we kind of eliminate a lot of the excuses um, or the limits that are set for them. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Cause that's a challenge people have is they're so incredibly busy. They don't have time to go to the gym, you know, but in-home workouts are fantastic. And that mm -hmm. sense of online community, you can still get that sense of community by plugging in online. I've ran a lot of like online fitness groups and stuff like that for people that are, that are short on time and it works remarkably well. So that's, mm -hmm. that's awesome. And, uh, there's a lot of people that are in various transition points in their life. And sometimes you just need that extra guidance or a shift in perspective and, and all those things. A lot of, I feel like a lot of people that I work with, whether they're veterans or entrepreneurs are all in a form of transition. Kids mm -hmm. have left the past or maybe they're starting a new career. They're leaving the military, entering the, the civilian workforce or changing from one job into the next. And those, tra those transition points can be incredibly difficult sometimes. So, yes. And it, I feel like it clutters our brains sometimes. And it's like, there's so much overwhelm that happens and it's right here in the front of our brain. And we know that we need to eat healthy. We know we need to drink the water. We know we need to um, have good sleep. We know we need to move our body, but somehow all the chatter and the noise happens right here and it doesn't always happen. So like yeah. the health and fitness and like all the movement and all the good stuff ends up in the back, the back burner or what I like to call the back seat or the trunk. Yeah. So we need to bring it, bring that baggage forward 
sort it out. Let's see what works and just start that momentum and start that movement because that's going to reduce the overwhelm. If you wait until, you know, wait till you're healthy enough, wait till you start doing it. It's you're just kicking the can and then more overwhelm and more things are going to stack up. And if we don't let it all out. Yeah. It's just gaining some clarity because everyone knows what they need to do. Everyone knows what they need to do. There's, it's no secret of how to get healthy. It's just a matter of getting focused because there's, there's a lot of choices and there's a lot of distraction. There's a lot of like limiting beliefs and just a lot, like you said, a lot of clutter when you organize everything and get your thoughts organized. And sometimes you just need someone to talk to like a coach or a community or someone to kind of help keep you like focused. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. Staying on the path. Cause a lot of times we're, we're walking on this journey. We, when we just get lost, we just kind of like veer off the path. Like, Oh, come here, get back on the path. This is what, and, and you know, it happens to all of us. And so I think that's, uh, that's, that's powerful to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Now, I noticed part of your morning routine is that you call your mama every day. I do. Mm-hmm. What is the greatest lesson that she's taught you? Oh, let's see the greatest lesson. Hmm. There's many, there's so many. Um, I think it's love everyone. I, you know, I think we grew up, she was always, you know, in the health and wellness space. She was always working out. She's always doing, but she had this, she still has this, this thing about her, which I've adopted and and adapted um, is really just seeing everyone who they are, where they're at. And just loving everyone, um, whether it be someone at the grocery store, someone on the side of the road, a homeless person on the side of the street, like seeing them, looking them in the eyes and bringing humanity and just bringing joy to their day. Um, That has been, I think, the biggest lesson um, because we get so busy with our day to day. And I think sometimes we, especially with social media and these technology, all of our devices, we lose sight of the connection that we have in, in humanity and people. Um, and there's so much opportunity if you just look up and say hi. And, you know, if I didn't talk to Craig, for instance, at, you know, we, I just went to bed and didn't stay up and talk with everyone at the campsite. I never would have learned about you and I, I wouldn't be here right now. And I think many times we shut out, um, you know, just opportunities by not connecting and not looking up and just, being open to opportunities that you may not recognize right away. And I think that's been the biggest power because I used to make fun of her. She'll, she'll say this and she's going to be listening and she's going to be, um, she's one of my biggest cheerleaders. She is my biggest cheerleader, her and my husband. And um, she's going to laugh because she's like, you used to make fun of me for saying hi to everyone. And you know, you were always so happy as a kid. I was like, that's annoying, mom, you're embarrassing. Right. But now as an adult, I'm like, I do that and I love it. And some people don't say hi back. And I'm like, why? There's a lot of hurt people out there that just need some love. They need a smile and they need some compliments. They need some joy in their life. And you might be the one that changes that. And I want to be the one that changes the world for people and puts a smile on their face and makes them believe that anything is possible. And so that's been the biggest lesson that I've learned. Um, One of them, there's many, we could talk for hours, but she's a beautiful woman and um, just sending her so much love. And I'm just so grateful. I love it. If you want kindness there, you gotta, you gotta sprinkle it there. And there's a lot of, there's so many people that just are disconnected. They're physically present, but they're not mentally engaged and present in the moment. These, these damn cell phones are just 
you know, we're, we're engaged in this digital world. That's not always, it's not reality. That's the form of the, the, the matrix. And like, you know, happiness can only be found in the present moment and those moments around you. And those are the meaningful moments, like getting disconnected to go to a campsite, to go run over a weekend. It's just so, I don't know. It's just so fulfilling. There's so much energy there. It's like, you know, over the weekend, they, the, there's the big Roe versus Wade controversy. It's like, man, well, I picked a great weekend to like not have self, like have a really spotty cell phone reception because I'm connected in this moment, not dealing with all of the angst and animosity from both sides, just going at it all the time. And people are just really down and out right now. Just the mood of the country is just like, uh, but, you know, being intentional, you know, going through and trying to make someone smile. Like, you know, you, you just, I don't know. I think it's so incredibly important. We need more of that. We need to be reminded that, you know, we make a greater impact when we make ourselves better and just help those around us better. Because, you know, the person that you meet in the, in the grocery store, you don't know that that interaction could be the the best thing that's happened to her today. If you smile and just ask her how her day is going, you know, um, and so I think it's important that we that we remind ourselves of that more more often. I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm in a hurry. I'm just trying to get in, get the milk, get out, you know. Um, and I try to slow myself down and make eye contact and talk to people sometimes because I know that uh, I like it when people do that to me and generally ask yeah. me how I'm doing and, and make that connection. It feels good. We need more of that. So Agreed. And everyone's going through something, right? So yeah. I think when we can develop some compassion and empathy – um, and, and just caring and pausing in the moment. Like, so if someone cuts you off, you know, like really just pausing and be like, what's going on in their life, you know, or if someone is angry at you or they're not saying hello, like consider before you jump to conclusions and fill the space, consider like what could be going on in their head and what are they dealing with? Cause we're all walking around with our, our baggage and our trauma and with the experiences that we had, you know, as children all the way up into adults and how, you know, what happened this morning, you know, the conversations you had with your family or your children earlier today or last night, we're all carrying all of those thoughts around with us at all times. And I think the more we can understand that, um, that we're not the only person in the world that's going through something. Um, yeah. I think we can bring a lot more connection and humanity um, and some humility too, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Because if you just, if you just think that you don't have, like, you're the only one going, because a lot of people feel like they're suffering in silence, that they're the only one mm -hmm. going through because they're comparing themselves to everyone that's on social media and everyone's always putting their best foot forward. Well, yeah. you know, the reality of it is that's not reality. Everyone is going through something. Everyone is going through something that you may know nothing about. Everyone has battles and, um, we got to remind ourselves because if you do the comparison thing, you're going to feel very unfulfilled. You're going to feel left empty. You're going to be miserable because you're trying to compare yourself to something that's just not reality. And, uh, and you know that when you connect with people and you have a community of people, like-minded people going through, you know, shared experiences. Yes. So, well, uh, I always like to end with uh, some high performance habits. So two questions I have for you. What is your morning routine look like? Hmm. Okay. So I wake up, I take some pre-workout. I start with a workout, um, no matter what, because if I wait till, and I say that it's going to happen later, it doesn't. Um, we all know that, uh, we kick the can and then life happens. So I start with a workout. Then I have my coffee with my journal, I do my journaling, my intentions. I set out my 
schedule. Um, I call my mom and then I get into work. So I don't typically start my meetings. My earliest meeting is 930 typically. Um, so I have my whole morning to myself first. So everything else so I can pour into everything else. Love it. I love it. I think it's so important that morning routine, having that routine of, you know, like you said, doing the journaling, getting your workout in, getting your mind and body primed and optimized, getting that coffee, journaling, doing all the things so you can go into the day on offense versus waking up and just being reactive throughout the day. Cause it's a lot, it's what a lot of people did. I remember mm-hmm. the, the most challenging years of my life or when I just woke up and it was just like everyone else just needed me right from the get-go. It just felt like I could never catch that break. But when you start off by taking care of yourself and getting up before everyone else and doing those things, and it's like you, it's, the day is completely different. Yes. No, I love it. I love it. And every, every one of my guests, for those listening, I always bring on high-performing people. Everyone has a morning routine that comes on here and it's awesome. I love hearing it. What book has made the greatest impact on you or maybe one that you've gifted the most? Well, I do book clubs. So I'm the two that come to, I have several, but the latest one that we read was straight up by Trent Shelton, an incredible um, author, motivational speaker um, and coach. And um, he goes through the different life lessons. So whether it be relationship, um, entrepreneurship, um, you know, your challenges um, really he, he really did a great job of dissecting and allowing the space for you to grow through certain things that you've been through in your life. Mm-hmm. And that we, we tend to have chains on us. And we talk about that baggage and the trauma that we carry around. And I think he did a really great job at dissecting it and, and giving tactical tools. There's actually a, a, a workbook in at the end of each chapter with some prompts. Um, so that's been the most impactful I think in a holistic approach to health and wellness, um, really it's called straight up. Um, it's very tactical. It's straight up in your face. Like it pierces your heart. There's going to be some tears. There's laughter. There's, there's work and there's transformation. And I think that's been the most powerful for not only for me, he's made a huge impact on my life, um, but for my clients as well. That's awesome. I like the tactical books where it's like more than just theory. Like, okay, Here's the theory. Here's, you know, and then here's some things to like, think about. I, I love books that are like that straight up. I show mm-hmm. he's, I love his podcast. Yes. It's awesome. awesome. Got me through some really tough times. <laughs> what meaningful pursuit or what is your, what is your current hard thing you're tackling right now? <sighs> Let's see. Um, there's a lot of them, but um, I'm scaling my business. I'm have, I added retreats. Um, in-person retreats to my business as of this year. So um, I'm nearing retirement in August. So I'm actually really going to be doing more in-person retreats next year in 2023. So I have two more this year and then um, really collaborating and um, finding sponsorships for these retreats. And some of them are going to be for couples some of them for women. And then the one that's really near and dear to my heart are female veterans and military spouse. So that community, um, my next big goal for 2023 is to be able to host um, larger events and go on tour um, and be able to provide more of these community type in-person live events. Um, So I'm traveling all over going on tour. So that's my next big thing for 2023. Um, And I have another book in store, but I can't tell you about that one yet. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, we're excited to hear about that. And uh, what what else do we need to know about you? I guess how can people get in contact with you? And is there anything else that we we left off? Um, you know, really, just the the biggest thing that I would say is that many times with Cruise Beyond Limits is my brand is similar to Do Hard Things, the Do Hard Things Nation. We have very similar community and mindset. And I think if you can find a, a tribe, a nation, a community of people that um, will help you make you feel like you're not alone so that you can cruise beyond whatever limits you have, the ones that you set for yourself, the ones that other people set for you. Like really knowing that you, if you have this inner feeling, this gut feeling that you want more for your life, like find a group, find a tribe, that would be the first step and just start saying it out loud, jot it down on paper. Um, you know, if you want the planner, great. Um, I'm sure that'll be available in the show notes. Um, I've figured out a system that works for me that impl implements the gratitude, the relationships, the goal setting, the nutrition, the, re the reflection, the time blocking, everything is all in one spot. So I would say that that would be a great tool to start with. Um, find someone and something to help hold yourself accountable and others to hold you accountable. And um, that will fuel you forward and you'll start to see the momentum and then you'll start to feel the results and then see them happening. So that's where this passion and this excitement comes from. It's from just doing hard things one day at a time, one step at a time. Sometimes it's one minute at a time and that's okay. Just recognizing where you're at and just keep going no matter what, because we're not going back there. Yeah. We're going forward. So um, that was, that would be my last message for you. I can be fine on all socials. Um, Crystal Laura Cruz, crystalauracruz.com, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-O-R-E-C-R-E-W-S.com. Um, I can be available on all the socials. So reach out. I'd be, I would love to have a conversation with you and um, cheer you on as your personal and professional cheerleader and, and coach. I'm, I'm here to support you and I want to see us all level up and grow in this journey and in this space together. So absolutely. I'll link all your contact information in the show notes and uh, yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming on today, sharing, uh, you know, all that, just your story, all the wisdom and uh, look forward to a uh, future collaboration opportunities. A lot of synergy with uh, like what you're doing and what I'm doing. So I'm sure there's no doubt that uh, you'll see uh, crystal again. So. Yes. So great right. to be here. Thank you so much. For all of you out there, keep doing hard things. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. I would also love to know, what is your takeaway? What, what insight did you get from today's episode? You can screenshot this, send it to me on social, post it on social, tag me. And when you share like that, someone else, someone else, out there may need to hear this message today. Only 10% of people are engaged in personal growth and development. And uh, there could be a nugget here that could put someone on a positive trajectory. So feel free to share that, tag me in it, send me a direct message, send me an email, let me know what your thoughts are. And you can you can connect with me on all social media. You can send me an email at j at jtx.com. Take a moment, leave a review on iTunes. No matter if you're listening to Spotify or any other platform, like iTunes, I guess, is the gold standard for, uh, for reviews, and it really goes a long way for uh, the algorithm, for people searching for personal growth and development, and it helps us go a long way. means a lot to me that you took a couple minutes to do them. I, I you know, read through all of them, and you know, it, it just feels good knowing that, uh, that this show is impactful. So if you gain any value, just ask that you, uh, that you do that. 
Um, if you want to level up, you want to take the next step in your personal growth and development, you can go to jtigs.com, J-A-Y-T-I-U-G-S.com. We've got a variety of options. we got one-on-one coaching, high-performance coaching through the High Performance Institute, certified high-performance coach. We've got a few different curriculums that I take people through. I also do group coaching. If you have an organization that needs a speaker or you want a live workshop, I can come in and deliver some training to you and your organization. We also have the uh, exclusive Forge Mastermind Group that is uh, an elite community of like-minded people that are growing together, and that we have a weekly call there, and uh, we're going to be rolling out new content for that. And then also we got apparel. So the uh, you know we've got to go to dohardthingsapparel.com. Get your do hard things shirt. Show the world that you do hard things. We got hoodies over there. We got hats. We got we got stickers. We got patches. A variety of different things, and we got a, a variety of different models uh, coming out. So, uh, go, go show the world that you do hard things, and you can go over there and su- support us that way. That'd be great. So, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Keep doing hard things. We'll see you guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. I would also love to know, what is your takeaway? What what insight did you get from today's episode? You can screenshot this, send it to me on social, post it on social, tag me. And when you share like that, someone else, someone else out there may need to hear this message today. Only 10% of people are engaged in personal growth and development. And uh, there could be a nugget here that could put someone in a positive trajectory. So feel free to share that, tag me in it. Send me a direct message. Send me an email. Let me know what your thoughts are. And you can you can connect with me on all social media. You can send me an email at j at jtx.com. Take a moment. Leave a review on iTunes. No matter if you're listening to Spotify or any other platform, like iTunes, I guess, is the gold standard for, uh, for reviews. And it really goes a long way for uh, the algorithm, for people searching for personal growth and development. And it helps us go a long way. means a lot to me that you took a couple minutes to do them. I, I, you know, read through all of them and, you know, it, it just feels good knowing that, uh, that this show is impactful. So if you gain any value, it just has to, uh, that you do that. Um, if you want to level up, you want to take the next step in your personal growth and development, you can go to jtigs.com, J-A-Y-T-I-U-G-S.com. We've got a variety of options. We've got one-on-one coaching, high-performance coaching through the High Performance Institute, certified high-performance coach. We've got a few different curriculums that I take people through. I also do group coaching you have an organization that needs a speaker or you want a live workshop, I can come in and deliver some training to you and your organization. We also have the uh, exclusive Forge Mastermind Group that is uh, an elite community of like-minded people that are growing together and that uh, we have a weekly call there and uh, we're going to be rolling out new content for that. And then also we got apparel. So the uh, you know we've got to go to dohardthingsapparel.com. Get your do hard things shirt. Show the world that you do hard things. We got hoodies over there. We got hats. We got we got stickers. We got patches. A variety of different things, and we got a, a variety of different models uh, coming out. So, uh, go, go you can show the world that you do hard things, and you can go over there and support us that way. That'd be great. So, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Keep doing hard things. We'll see you guys in the next episode.